Hello and welcome to More Than Meets the Eye. Hey, I'm Antonella. I'm Emma. And we are here to help you see the world through a more aesthetically pleasing lens. I can't believe I remembered that. I can't believe you remembered that. It's just like instinct. It kind of like rolled right off the tongue. That's um, crazy. That was beautiful. That was like a spiritual moment. Yeah. No, it's ingrained in me at this point. Aw, that's sweet. <laughs> I love that. Guys, this you are listeners and this show means so much to us that it's just natural at this point. Exactly. After like a year of not doing anything too, it's it's still natural. It's still in there, mm, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is a podcast about aesthetics. We talk about what goes into an aesthetic, um, how you can apply aesthetics to your life. And just in general, like sometimes the culture, the history behind aesthetics, um, we try to do it all because aesthetics are important, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, so apologies for the sound quality, obviously not up to our normal standards as we are recording through Zoom. Um, you know, it's, yeah. it's year two of COVID, so we're like on Zoom, but only because it's almost Christmas and we just don't want to get COVID before Christmas so yeah we're trying to be extra safe you know you never know it's for the grannies and the grampies and the you know the holidays holiday season because it's New Year's Eve Eve currently Christmas Um, Eve Eve Christmas Eve why did I say New Year's Eve I don't know Eve Eve um we're thinking about New Year's but we got a week we literally we we need to focus on the present, which is I know Christmas. we have Christmas and your birthday before New Year's, so let's not even like so many events. I'm just too far away, too ahead of myself. Um, yeah, but yeah. So this week we are talking about a specific style, aesthetic, historical moment in time known as Art Deco movement. Um, this is a this is a classic, a fave. I feel like I've always heard the word, but like never actually really knew what encompassed it um so yeah it was cute I always have enjoyed the aesthetic you know it's yeah. classic um, that's interesting because I feel like I I knew the definition of it like that was I learned that all at the same time you know like it's not like it's something that existed and I didn't know about but it's like I always knew it was our deco and I always knew it was there you know mm-hmm. I mean I feel like you've always kind of liked the vintage kind of vibe like You've, been, you've kind of had like owned a lot of like art deco-y kind of pieces I feel like yeah um, I definitely had a a 20s phase a, a like <laughs> flapper phase if you will yeah. um and that was when we get into movies and tv I'll explain why that happened but yeah definitely <laughs> happened um actually there's just a lot of reasons why I feel like personally art deco was never my favorite but I always knew it was there and I always liked it because of how it got kind of commodified by the great Gatsby in oh. 2013. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That was a moment in time. I like yep. specifically remember the great Gatsby coming out. We always do like, what's your relationship to the aesthetic? You want to delve into it a little bit? Yeah, I think mainly my exposure to it was through like architecture or like, you know, decor. Um, I feel like that was kind of what I associated with it first Um, and then comment like with Great Gatsby like when that movie came out I feel like that like really put it like kind of revived it like 
a little bit um even just for like a short moment I feel like people were super into that era and that style and I was too at the time um yeah I think like that was like like even just like New York City architecture like I feel like we grew up around that and like that Chrysler building yeah yeah. like my favorite building ever literally Um, (laughs) the coolest building yeah perhaps perhaps a phallic symbol but still great art deco architecture it's available um yes there's that as well um besides that great building um and yeah I think that was like generally kind of my first my first kind of exposure to it to the Mm -hmm. style and then I think later on like learning about it and like art history and all that um that's why I thought this would be a good good return episode for for you in particular because I was like you definitely had this in your classes oh for sure yeah, I mean, like, typefaces, like, Art Deco, like, fonts and stuff, and, like, mm. very important to graphic design education. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> um, I think for me, we kind of talked about it, but definitely, like, I grew up with a lot of, like, much older movies, so I'm talking about, like, Golden Age, Hollywood, um, some silent era, you know, the first talkie was the jazz singer in 1927, so really, like, majority of the art deco era there wasn't a lot of film to represent it although I think you know it had such a lasting impact that it kind of lasted until I want to say until like mid to late 30s right Mm -hmm. um so you can see still like art deco influence in later film but um I think I had kind of a knowledge about it then and then definitely like um Great Gatsby was like oh look here's like art deco amplified and also um the later seasons the later seasons excuse me of Downton Abbey um where it is the 20s and it is like yeah that that era definitely like turned me on to that like aesthetic and like those kind of like ideas and stuff um so yeah I think that's my relationship too but again I I think it's not even though I know a lot about vintage stuff it's definitely not my core era so Mm -hmm. it's interesting to look at it more when we gave ourselves like a sun moon rising of like the eras I forgot do that I think we did um, that's amazing wait should we do it again we should. definitely grown yeah wow. I need to I need to think about it but yeah I like I think my rising was like 90s or something yeah I forget definitely um <laughs> but your your son what was your son I think it was like I don't know like 20s maybe maybe mine was 20s or something no my moon was 20s or something your like moon, maybe your moon was 20s yeah but I feel like your son was like y2k oh yeah I think my son was like y2k okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. this is super like niche uh information so <laughs> it's like <laughs> my son is 60s right always yes my... your son was definitely um, like mod 60s well I think my my moon is 80s right mm-hmm and I think my rising might be 90 because recently I've really gotten into the yeah your rising maybe has changed a little bit I think my rising <laughs> I think I used to be like more like a 40s moon and an 80s rising maybe maybe that's still what it is honestly I could see 40s moon yeah 40s moon 80s because <laughs> I'm definitely like there's this weird late 80s early 90s thing that I'm really into right now and mm-hmm. it's like I want shoulder pads I want my hair to be oh. 10 feet tall I want like interesting it's a lot I don't know what's going on in my head but it, I'm really into it I don't know 
Okay. Well, you should bring it back. I totally would support the big hair coming back. Yeah. I would. Like Home Alone. Like the the sisters in Home Alone with their like. Yeah. I don't know. I think it should. Because my hair naturally does that. I know. Now I want your hair. Yeah. Hey, let me style your hair. I would literally (laughs) love that. Oh my God. Okay. You could. I'm honestly, I've given up. So. Yeah. I don't know. Your hair is amazing. But anyway, back to Art Deco. Yeah, back to Art Deco. Um, on an unrelated note, yeah. History. So this movement, known mostly as like mid-20s to 30s, I was kind of surprising because I just associated it solely with the 20s, but a lot of like, yeah. the art coming out wasn't till like the late 1920s. Um, and it's kind of just characterized by a lot of sophisticated, geometric, uh, luxurious designs. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just meant to like show off luxury and, um, you know, wealth, uh, like a lot of gold motifs as well. Um, it's very important. Yeah, I think... The reason it's late 20s to like early to mid 30s is two things. I think in the 20s, like it really took a long time to bounce back from World War One, a lot longer than it took to bounce back from World War II. Um, and so I think really you didn't see people getting back on their feet till like 24, 25 because everyone was like recovering. You know, people- yeah soldiers were still like going home in the 20s so that was kind of like a weird thing just because it wasn't as like you know we don't have air travel like we have today it was like you couldn't like just get home the next day it was like it might take a year to get home so I think that was part of it um but uh and then I think in the 30s why it lasted so long to the 30s was the great depression was that Mm -hmm. divide you know between the rich and the poor and basically the rich just kept getting richer and throwing more extravagant parties and having more money and then the poor kept getting poor but then I think it eventually affected everyone mm-hmm. um later on in the 30s so that stopped happening but yeah and the war happened too yes of course yeah. that kind of put a stop to a lot of things but um yeah I mean essentially it was art movement architecture yep. fashion jewelry all about just exuberance um yeah and kind of just showing off luxury and glamour. Yeah. Um, also this interesting like sandwich between like after Art Nouveau, which I, I think we should do an Art Nouveau. Episode that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like this Art Nouveau, but modernized by the Industrial Revolution almost. So that's why you, that's where you get all these like geometric yes. lines and all that. There is like kind of a modern twist to it and I think just like the gold feels very like I don't know like machinery or or like building materials as well like well, very modern metallics right like mm-hmm. mostly yeah jewel tones as well and like repetitive I read a lot about repetitive linear and geometric shapes a lot of geometry like it's mm-hmm. all geometry the way Art Nouveau is like anti-geometrical this is like super geometrical yes I mean, you could even just see it with like the buildings, like yeah. Chrysler building, just like those little half circles on the side. And even if you like look in, I feel like a lot of hotels actually have like art deco decor. 
just like any of those kind of little geometric like shapes shapes on like wallpaper or like light I feel like lighting fixtures Mm -hmm. a lot of times have that as well um well because it's it's all about the the phrase art deco it comes from um decorative art 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 sorry art and artists so like um basically not just visual arts but also decorative arts so like industrial design basically and like adding like I was reading that it was like trying to challenge the hierarchy between visual and decorative arts so not just like painting is bigger than like industrial design but like architecture and all these things are just as valuable as an art form as visual arts are right and like even like well like those little motifs like literally like the elevator doors to the Chrysler building are are so iconic and like a lot of like iron work and like little pieces of of art just like put around the building um like very important part yeah the Empire State Building as well I believe it you know it's been like I don't I feel like it hasn't really been altered that much but it was also part of Art Deco the Empire State Building it was Um, yeah I mean, I think, yeah, it's, like, been known, obviously, for other things now. I feel like Chrysler, I guess, is, like, more known for Art Deco, but definitely Empire State Building, too. Um, I, I don't think I've ever been inside, actually. Have you? The Empire State Building? Yeah. I feel like I have. We walked, you and I have walked past it, like, a million yeah. times. Oh, yeah. Um, but, like, I feel like, I, I'm pretty sure the inside has, like, a lot of Art Deco designs. Yes. Um. But yeah, I've seen it for movies. Actually, yeah, I think that's like what I'm thinking of is I've only seen it in movies, but have yeah. not literally gone in ever. Um, that it's been an elf. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm thinking about when I say movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, um, uh, uh, Sleepless in Seattle, which uh, is a cute film. Um, so that was finished it was completed in 1931 and I believe the Chrysler building was a good I think it was a, f- a handful of years before then um it was completed oh only a year before okay 1930 so yeah I know they were like it was like Chrysler building was the tallest and then Empire State yes. building it. yeah in the whole world which is crazy yeah. like I feel like there's so many you know since then like a lot taller buildings now like all like not in the United States I think like yeah doesn't like China have the tallest building I think it's in somewhere I in feel Asia. like it's in Abu Dhabi actually oh, okay yeah. enough. or it's in yeah. I feel like it's in India but I can't remember what city Abu Dhabi is not in India yeah it's like a that lot might... taller than the Chrysler <laughs> yeah like it's a I joke think... honestly What's the capital of India? Dubai. Either Dubai. I think it's Mumbai. Dubai is the capital. Okay. Oh, it's either Dubai or Abu Dhabi. I can't remember which one, but I believe one of those has the tallest building. Okay. Yeah, so Um, anyways, yeah, Chrysler used to be the tallest, but... um, For a year, and then... (sighs) The Empire State Building was the tallest for 40 years, 46, 46 years, um, and then it got surpassed. So, I mean, there's taller buildings in New York now. Mm, yeah. So, literally. Yeah. Um, anyway, 
I have a quick tidbit of history about Art Deco. Um, but basically, like, how it comes from Art Nouveau and uh, a French society of decorative artists or Society des Artistes Décorateurs um, in France. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I wrote down the names, but I wrote them, I, I scribbled them down so I can't read them anymore. But a couple of people, I think it was like Grasset and Guimont. But there's like a couple other names of like French, uh, basically, I think mostly architects and decorative designers. Um, but yeah, they were the ones who really kind of like pioneered this idea of moving away from Art Nouveau and into this more like structured mm -hmm. design um, and emphasizing like that we're in the machine age. Um, yeah, it's noted to being mainstream in the 20s, which I think is important to highlight because it did last until the 30s, but it mm -hmm. is, it was mainstream in the 20s. Right. Yeah, I mean, it originated in France, like you said. Um, a lot Actually, of like... it originated much earlier, sometime in the teens, but basically the war happened. So, like, the they were they were creating an exhibition for like decorative artists, and it was supposed to happen in the teens, but then it got pushed back 10 years because of the war and like other stuff. But yeah, in the 20s, like, they kind of like had this exhibition and were like, here's art deco but they didn't call it art deco um someone called it art deco to be like facetious i guess they were like oh art deco and <laughs> just then decoration the, yeah and then in the 60s it was retroactively called art deco because mm. like it was adopted as a positive name yeah yeah i'm trying to think i feel like actually like if you watch mad men yep. like a lot of the aesthetics are a little art deco-esque um, but yeah, like obviously with like a 60s kind of twist on it, but yeah, it's interesting to see like it's revival later on. Well, it's um, the beginning of modernism too. Mm -hmm. So it's like anytime you see modernism now that comes from Art Deco because that was really the first instance of modernism, like industrial and um, there's this idea of like not like Art Nouveau is too like you had to have certain materials and you had to have this much of that expensive material and you had to spend weeks making it and art deco was kind of like yeah more capitalistic like let's get to it you know yeah I mean just like the kind of sleek and very like minimalistic design super super modern like no frilly kind of romantic very sleek kind of get to the point design um not like super frilly and romantic looking or over the top I mean it is a little over the top but like in a in a more understated kind of way, like less about yeah. like color or crazy pattern or like, you know. I mean, the it's the pattern, not the color, I feel mm -hmm. like almost. Like the color palette will always be a pretty strict set of colors, but yeah. the pattern will be complex but geometrical. So like you can figure it out. Yeah, structured generally yep. um I'm trying to think there's this one artist that I saw at um the MFA like last year or something and his illustrations were super just remind me of, like art deco style drawings which were very like um I think it's interesting like the a lot of the like illustrations coming out of that era that were used for like movie posters or 
um, advertisements. Just like very elegant looking women and kind of like flapper uh, outfits. Um, yeah, I was yeah. also reading about how even though like like sometimes stories and like human beings or animals and stuff were still depicted in Art Deco, they were always like more geometric than they would have been in like Art Avo, you know? Right. Yeah, definitely. Like everything's kind of just like simplified into these more geometric forms, which I mean relates to cubism, of course, which was like happening yeah. at this time. Um, it was. So let me see the artists. That the exhibition I was talking about with the French designers, the artistique um, they also like it included like um, Bauhaus and cubism, like you were saying, and like all these different like styles that were happening at the time it was just that art deco was the mainstream one and the rest of these were a little less mainstream mm-hmm. oh, you're good yeah so the yeah so the artist was Kay Nielsen um he's like an illustrator from Denmark and you should look up his works but they are just so um intricate and very just like delicate kind of drawings that really remind me of the style I mean he was like you know active during the art deco period um but no and it's definitely like a lot more structured than art nouveau so you can tell it's not but that's where it comes from you can really Mm -hmm. see like the the bridge between these two styles because there's a lot of natural elements Mm -hmm. but it's a lot more geometric yeah still yeah still within like a structure nothing is kind of left ambiguous it's all Mm -hmm you know, drawn out. Who is that famous architect as well, who, who is really well known? He has like, oh, I can't remember his name, but he has all those houses. He makes like all these buildings and like Frank Lloyd Wright. There yes. we go. Yeah, he was Art Deco, I would say. Mm-hmm. And I think he was Art Deco point blank period. Um, I think he also, you know, he was Oh, I don't, I can't remember what his era was, but he definitely dipped into the 70s. Um, but I believe, like, that was really his heyday. Was the 20s? Oh, he did not dip into the 70s. I am wrong. He died before the 60s. Um, so, but the 20s and 30s was definitely his heyday. And he was, like, the king of, like, Art Deco architecture. Um, but if you look at it, there's a lot of natural elements. His His houses are always in nature. They're always like they flow with nature as opposed to like breaking up nature and interfering with it, um, which makes them really interesting. Um, but he uses very geometric shapes and like it's very like flat ceiling, flat floor, you know, it makes really beautiful houses though. Gorgeous. I would love to see it in person. Falling water is the one I've seen because it's, I believe it's like in upstate New York or something. Yeah, I think. Was in Pennsylvania. When was I in Pennsylvania? Oh, college. <laughs> That's when I was in Pennsylvania, touring colleges. Um, so four years ago. Wow, crazy. Uh, but yeah, I would go see Falling Water. That's a really cool one. Do you have any fashion notes? Um, mostly just like general flapper, flapper kind of yeah. looks. Like I feel like that's what kept coming up. Um, 
and I feel like that has had a revival in like the last decade or so like mm-hmm. I don't know I feel like everyone always dresses up as like a flapper for Halloween and um that kind of like boyish um look with like that. the long skirts yeah like the just like the the slip dress too like I feel like that had a moment which is also like kind of 90s too but I'm sure it relates back to the 20s um, it's also 60s right like the slip yeah. dress was big then too yeah I mean I feel like Twiggy kind of had that like yeah boy like I feel like boyish look where like she didn't wear like tight or like particularly like flattering clothes or something yeah um just like short uh like flowy dresses like um I would say for Art Deco, don't think of like the typical sparkly like Halloween flapper outfit, but think of like, like actually do the research and look up like day-to-day outfits. Like, like those very like, I love those dresses where it looks like someone basically drew a suit onto like a knee length, like slip dress. And it's like, you have like these, all these different patterns on the top that look like a jacket and a shirt, but it's really just one piece of fabric plus a little belt plus a little skirt but it's like one dress but the drop waist the drop waist but also like you see how there's like it's like here's a sweater or like here's a sweater and a shirt but it's all like one like silhouette basically Mm -hmm. yeah um I think this would be more art deco than like I, I mean like the patterns on the beaded dresses are I just feel like this is not art deco you know mm-hmm the frilly stuff but that wasn't really or like this isn't and that wasn't actually the style that's just like our interpretation of what it was now you know oh yeah totally I mean that's like the art filtered and then um you know Modern made for consumption of you know party city costumes and and whatnot mm-hmm. so yeah it's always surprising. I think one of my favorite things about being like having had a vintage phase was like seeing what actually is from what years. You know, when you see a dress that's actually from the 20s, it's kind of like, whoa, like that was a thing that people wore. Or um, we're about to get into movies, right? So like I was watching the preview for Metropolis and like she literally at one point just wears things that covers like her boobs and is like a skirt and that's it. Like there's no, there's no straps. There's no nothing. That's it. And it's like, this is like 1927. Like that was exceptional. Like, right? what? I feel like I'm, I just bothers me so much when you can just tell that the people in the movie are wearing outfits that are more just flattering to like the 2020 audience than they Mm. are like accurate you know what I mean like I feel like you can just tell when like they're just trying to like make them like you know look good versus like historically accurate that's true but I'm saying Metropolis is from 1927 and she's just wearing like literally like breast paddles and a skirt that's it like I'm sure there's like a sheer thing over her body but that's essentially what the outfit is and it's kind of like whoa that's 1927 and they wore that but you have a point I do agree with you in what you're saying because even that even what she was wearing was more 20s than anything they wore in the great Gatsby 2013 you know well I mean we could talk about the great Gatsby like that's such like a I mean that's the example we keep bringing up of like our exposure to art deco yeah um like especially in the movie poster like that's so like art deco with the gold geometric 
like it looks like it's a door kind of and it does like the font of course is like the great gatsby is so art deco um i feel like you see that font in like a lot of classic like very vintage looking uh movie posters and movie theaters um yeah i mean that they got that part right i feel like they did but it's almost like again i feel like it's almost commodification where it's like mm-hmm. it's not and when you see stuff from the 20s or like it's just like part of it whereas like the way the great Gat- the great Gatsby makes it like this whole showy thing and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's interesting but it's kind of like I don't know I mean but- yeah I feel like that's always happens to eras where, like we hold on to like that one thing and make it like define the era when mm-hmm. like that was definitely not like what the day-to-day person was doing wearing like at all like I feel like I wonder like what it'll be for like the 2010s or something like who knows I don't know like maybe they yeah. think we all had like uh fucking like like well, feathers in her hair and like dog graphic tees like maybe that's gonna be the defining I mean I did I did wear that so actually that yeah. would be fine if they wanted to do well, that one social commentary I have about that actually is I think there was a big change sometime in like I want to say like there around when the song song thrift shop came out which is funny lol but like we're like thrifting became something you did if you couldn't afford to actually go shopping or like you had to wear hand-me-downs because that was the only option and like most people wore stuff that they bought new or they bought from a store you know and it's like to like nowadays like thrifting is a style that people wear things that look thrifted you know mm-hmm. and like these stores make stuff that looks thrifted so it's like interesting to me that like now it's like the look to look like you wore something thrifted where like a lot of us like for a lot of our life just wore things that we had or we had to, that were hand-me-downs that we had to thrift because that was the more affordable sustainable right. thing for us yeah. to do you know which is oh totally and not even thrifting. me like yeah. When I, I could, yeah. I would buy things because that's that was the thing to do, you know? Right. But yeah. I think thrifting is just totally the change so much. Like our association yeah. with it has changed so much. I feel like everyone I know who like I feel like recently, like I don't know a lot of people I know are like, oh, like I just went thrifting for the first time and like a year and like a year from like past that, like they're so into thrifting. I feel like it's yeah. just totally, totally changed how we perceive yeah. thrifting. And I mean, I didn't really I didn't know I was thrifting or I wasn't actively thrifting until a couple years ago like you said um but like it was a lot of hand-me-downs or it was like I was into vintage stuff which is technically thrifting Mm -hmm. anyway um but like it wasn't called thrifting yet and it's just funny or like it was thrifting but it wasn't like seen as thrifting but also in the 80s thrifting was pretty popular so it's kind of like it's just coming back you know yeah I mean I wonder if that will define I feel like that that's a pretty big definer yeah. of, of style right now like I'm sure like that might be something that people will look back on and be like oh they're obsessed with wearing like I don't know mismatched thrift looking items yeah <laughs> but, like now when I wear a giant t-shirt and like flare jeans it doesn't look bad it looks right. like a style and it's like whoa this is a style now you know it's funny um but yeah that's how it is <laughs> All right, anyways, we're off track.
movie. So we said Great Gatsby and we... Yeah. I mean, Great Gatsby was just a very, I mean, like theatrical kind of almost kitschy, you know, take on the 1920s. Um, I don't think they were going for historical accuracy. I think it was more just to be enjoyable for the audience, which, you know, I enjoyed it for the most part. (laughs) Yeah. The... 1974 one is actually a worse historical <laughs> documentation of the 20s though i've never seen funny. that one i haven't seen it but even if you like look through the photos like it looks like it's from the 70s except for like older cars and they put like the girls in some flapper outfits like it doesn't really look anymore 20s it has a very 70s vibe i always thought it did and when I look at the photos, I still think it does. But also, like, you know, those two eras were closer in time. Um, I think what it does do that's different is it doesn't look like we're itemizing the 20s look. You know, it's not, like, so far away that it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the 1926 one is probably, like, the closest in reality. Just, it's, you know, a silent film from the 1920s. 19- from 1926 so it's like how many people have seen it and it doesn't have the budget or like everything that the 2013 film had so it's going to be not as like much of a spectacle i didn't know there was a 201926 version of that movie yes i mean of the book into the movie that's so interesting yeah I, i imagine that would probably be the most historically accurate i haven't seen it but um also the question is is the book really that much of a spectacle like that's the thing with the 2013 film like it's a f scott fitzgerald i mean book so it's definitely like got the drama but it's not spectacular the way the film kind of is and i know that was an issue that my parents had with it being english teachers they definitely like i remember my dad thoughts (laughs) yeah remember my dad thinking it was too like flashy for like the great gatsby which is interesting I mean, definitely that was like what they were trying to go for. And I feel like that was what like, it's like kind of more of a crowd pleaser. Like I feel like what people love or like what the general public love is about The Great Gatsby is just like the era that it's in. That's like mm-hmm. part of it. And I feel like we're just all as a culture, just obsessed with the yeah. 1920s. Like, I feel like that's like what the technique with the people want kind of like, they just mm-hmm. want to see like this, like, you know, ref- like romanticized version of the 1920s which obviously in reality wasn't like that for everyone but and dare I say a romanticized version of Leonardo DiCaprio who's not actually that good of an actor anyway Uh, (laughs) just throwing that in there I will I do not hate on Leonardo DiCaprio but I don't think he's a good I think he's more famous than he is good at acting no, state your case. Well, I just think he gets cast in any role, and I think he can play certain roles. I think, I think the funniest thing that my mom always says is um, the reason he did so well in The Revenant was because he didn't say anything, which I think is pretty accurate. Um, and the one time he did say something, you were like, "Whoa, are you watching a movie?" And then he doesn't say anything again. And you're like, "Okay, I'm back in the movie." You know, um, yeah, it's a very you- good film. When you told me that, I was like, oh, wait, his voice is kind of weird. Yeah. It does kind of put me off. It does. Um, He doesn't deliver lines in a normal way, which I think is a byproduct of his childhood acting career, which is understandable. Because I think 
childhood actors have to make their lines seem more natural because they're children. Um, but then when you're an adult and you're trying to act, you still have that weird childhood line delivery thing going on. And it's like, then you're an adult doing that and it's not believable. Weird duality. But that's because we watch films of kids and expect them to be adults when they're kids. It's a very confusing area, but yeah. Um, anyways, what was I saying? Oh yes, um, I feel like in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he's good but because it's kind of a role that he was meant to play, you know, not like a random role that someone put him in. So when they use him for his name, it's not worth it. But when they use him right. because he's that character, it, it's worth it. And The Great Gatsby definitely used him for his name. For sure. I, I agree with that. Yep. Um, I do stand by Metropolis, though. I know I was talking about how I thought the costume is like weirdly ahead of its time, but I was watching the commercial, the trailer um and now i really really want to watch it because it looks insanely cool and it's essentially a 20s silent film 1927 silent film about the future like totally wild like this concept is wild it's like the like tycoon's son falls in love with a prophet and she's like saying some saviors are gonna come stop the city from growing it's like this insane thing but they like you know the thing with silent films is they can make like these really incredible sets um so I really want to see it so it looks a little it looks pretty crazy I'm looking at like images right now um yeah super trippy looking yeah. I've yeah. never seen like a 1920s take on like you know futuristic <laughs> or futurism yeah futurism but like still it still has like the art tech like the art deco take on it like I feel like just like the even like the movie poster is like gold and black uh, every futuristic oh this is what I love about um futurism takes is like every take on what the future is going to be like is based on the era that the film is yes. made and it's like you're not taking into account the fact that like fashion and all these things develop so like when you watch Back to the Future 2 and everyone still has 80s haircuts and it's just like they live in the 80s in 2015. And you're like, why did you think people would still dress like it's the 80s in 2015? Literally. Yeah, I know. I always notice that. I'm like, it's kind of cute though. It's like, you know, it's like so distinctly their idea of the future. Um, like, the yeah, like Star Trek and stuff. <laughs> like, Very... yeah, women still have like 10 pounds of hairspray in their hair every day yep. like mm -hmm. uh-huh it's funny evolve at all in the last in the next yep. hundred years um my last film <laughs> before I lose my voice to throw out there is the artist from 2011 oh. um mm -hmm. great movie yes seen that in so long me neither and the last time I saw it I um, decided to cry through the whole film. I don't know why. I was 11 years old, so we can forgive. Yes, it came out like a long time ago, but I remember like it, it was so, you know, popular because it like was a silent movie and like that was so yeah. crazy, but I really liked it even yeah. though I was like so young and had no interest in silent movies, but I thought oh. it was still good. Well, I think it captures that era really well, which is literally the era between um, silent and talky films. And it's like right, it takes place right in that era. So I think it does kind of capture like the Art Deco 
shiny beautifulness mixed with the moving from Art Deco, which is very interesting. That's yeah. a really cute movie. I need to rewatch that. Yeah, me too. Let's do we'll do a viewing. How about that? Yes. Maybe that should be one of our our next season thing. The artist. Yes, I would love that. We should do that. Um okay, I have like one more just like yes. movie thing. I just thought of it now and it's not really like an actual um example, but I'm looking at the La La Land um movie poster and just like the font of la la land super art deco i think they like have there's like some art deco elements in the movie because they want to like allude to classic you know cinema blah 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 um just like very classic like theater uh i don't think the movie in general is art deco but i think they do try to like bring in some like vintagey vibes yeah for Um, sure but that's that's all okay no I agree with that um I definitely think it does try to take that influence I think every dress that Emma Stone wears in that is like mediocre at best um yeah, the fashion wasn't giving no it was not I don't know it was like for a film where you really could have done fun stuff with fashion they really tanked um with- let's talk about music i my focus was actually album covers because i was thinking like art deco is design Mm -hmm. right so i was going like what is what are the art album what are the album art am i saying this right i don't know um the album cover art there we go art is the last word you say album cover art that to me it feels art deco so of course there's young and beautiful by lana del rey yes um and i would also say maybe honeymoon by lana del rey like has a little bit of that like mm-hmm. early hollywood glam well, i feel like a lot of lana del rey references that era like a lot yep. like especially like specifically in hollywood you know so i think you could make an argument for a lot of her you know she has a her. song called art deco too which I, I saw that i didn't know that either until i was yeah. looking it up i know it's so funny because you know i love lana but like i don't really know all of her music and everything about her but i feel like i need to but then every time i try to i kind of get like stuck and don't keep going and i feel like i just need to like have a full like dive you know into her music but right yeah i don't know like i'm, I'm a fan but i don't know everything yeah i, I just accept that She's my problematic babe, and, you know. <laughs> Literally, that's fine. I'm cool. We um, still love her. Yep. There's also um, I love the band the band Bauhaus. Um, they did the Bella Lugosi is dead, which is like the classic Halloween vampire song because Bella Lugosi played like I think Nosferatu or the first Dracula. I can't really remember. But um, they're like an 80s new wave band um, and their album, which is like, I think it's a compilation album. It's called like volume one, um, has some really cool, like very art deco-y vibes. Um, Janelle Monae's The Arch Android. She's like in a little like art deco headdress. Um, it's pretty cool. Tranquility based hotel and casino Arctic Monkeys. I was like, oh yes, that album 
cover is like so art deco-y. Yes, it is. I didn't even think of that. The um, colors, the geometrics, everything is perfect. I'm also, I love that album. Um, fake Arctic Monkeys fans can fight me on that one. It is a good album. Um, oh, I forgot the movie Midnight in Paris is another good Art Deco film because he goes too. back to the 20s. Yeah, and I feel like the whole movie is about like referencing like yep. that era of art. Yeah, it's a good We just example. hate, we hate Woody Allen. So it's mm-hmm, like, we do. We, I don't want to celebrate him. Um, I want to pretend that Owen Wilson also directed that film so that there's no association to Woody Allen at all. Um, and we can just be celebrating Owen Wilson because yeah, we're rewriting history <laughs> and yeah. Your fake news report of this episode <laughs> is that Owen Wilson actually directed the name Paris. Yeah, little yeah, little do you guys know is he's also a director, actor and director. Wow. <laughs> Multi talented. Yep. Oh, bye, Tub Tub. Yeah, my cat just left my Our life. special guest. Yeah, she's the special guest of this episode. She didn't feel like, I guess, adding any of her thoughts on our deco. Oh, no. She just wanted to listen. Um, And then I want to know your opinion on this. Do you think, um, is this it? Do you think that's our deco? I was really torn. I really looked at it for a long time. And I was like, I feel like it's our deco elements at least. I don't know. I think you could make that argument. Um, definitely like the, there's like, it looks like it's kind of like iron or like gold mm-hmm. or something. I think you could say that. I think the blue is what like kind throws of throws it, it off a little bit. But yeah, why not? But it's almost like a art deco structure that got rusted over. And so it's like a rusty yeah. now, right? No, exactly. Okay. Looking well, at like can... a black and white version of it, and and then it kind of really does look like Art Deco. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. It's kind of like just like good big band jazz music would be like if you want to have an Art Deco music vibe, it would just be like 20s big band. I'm thinking of playing Ain't Misbehaving by Fats Waller as like the intro and outro. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that would be like a good example. So if you listen to our intro and outro, it's like a good example um, what you would listen to if you were like thriving in Art Deco era. Um, America, I guess. I misbehaving, saving my love for you, for you, for you, for you. I know for certain the one I love. Okay. I'm that's it for this episode yes this little mini episode i don't even know if it was that mini but i don't think um yeah we just wanted to do i mean we kind of had to but we wanted to record an episode just to get something in there um for this year this is like a half season this is not a well we gotta do two next week so don't forget Mm -hmm. about um so we'll be back with more i know you missed us (laughs) Yes, I'm sorry if you missed us. Thanks for still listening. Like, yeah, what? Like, why are you listening? It's been a year. Like, you didn't give up on us? I'm so shocked by the stats. I know. Um, we had pretty good. I recently checked in just to tell you guys what we're talking about. I recently checked in on our stats and I was surprised to see that we still have people listening to our podcast like the week before we're recording this. 
and I was like, uh, it's been like a year since we literally recorded an episode, um, which I have probably talked about in the most recent episodes we've published. Um, yeah, that's weird, but thanks. Uh, part of me wonders, like, it's that thing where you're like, oh, this podcast has so many episodes. Let me just listen to it when I can, because I do that. Like, I'll listen to a really old episode sometimes. I wonder if that's what's going through people's heads. I don't know. No, but thanks. thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, any life changes you want to talk about? I'm blonde right now, so that's a life yeah. change. I mean, you guys won't see that, because I don't think we're going to do outfit photos for this past season, but. We won't. You'll um, see next yeah yeah you'll eventually see that new hair update with great aesthetic with great responsibility that's so stupid we can come up with something maybe like less problematic okay yeah yeah we're gonna (laughs) we'll edit that new season like for our new era um yeah our sexy era i'm calling Mm -hmm. it our our good our really good era Mm -hmm. that's what i'm trying to manifest it yeah no we're manifesting our our peak Um, that's it thanks for listening thanks for listening Um, Bye. bye